Welcome to the King's Chapel Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. Wow, what, what an honor to be here. You, you, you may be seated. And uh, if you have trouble distinguishing between Pastor Daniel and I, I'm the handsome, more handsome uh, one. That's, that's how I'm known in those circles. But it's such, a, such an honor to be able to be here and... Uh, Love, love you, Pastor Daniel, your family, Pastor Karen, and uh, just what you've invested even, um, even in my own life, and I'm forever grateful, and what you've deposited in Chile. You know, when we've had our prophetic conferences, our thinking isn't about having just a good conference. It's what is the Lord doing that will change and shift the nation? And to, to just see the words that have been deposited Pastor Daniel, Pastor Karen, and what they've shared and just their life is, uh, I'm just forever grateful. I think Chile will never be the same and um, so thankful, honored to be here. My my wife and I, we've we've come up to the States to drop off my oldest daughter to Christ for the Nations. And uh, so for those of you who wonder, I've, I've, I've taken the test for the the, what is it, the, um, the COVID, the, the <laughs> Coronado 19, and uh, tested negative, so we're all okay, okay, and I, I know you guys know that, but I'm saying that for the federal agent that's watching online, so we're okay, Agent Johnson, we're, we're okay, and um, my wife is watching online, love you so much, she wish she could be here, and uh, have people, I think, from Chile, and uh, just say hola, and uh, I mean, I'll just greet them. Just si me veo más gordo es la cámara. I'm just saying, if I look fatter, it's it's the camera, it's not me. So thank you for the the hospitality. I put my pants on today, and I I heard the seams cry out to the Lord, and they're being held by the Spirit. So it's it's a supernatural thing. It's it's a new season. I'm walking into that new season, and it starts now. <laughs> Okay, don't know where to go from there, but uh, let's, let's, let's just pray. Father, I thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your grace, your mercy. You're here already, Lord. You're doing your work. We just bless you. We praise you. In the name of Jesus, amen. You know, I, if you have your Bibles, just go with me to Genesis chapter 28. And um, speaking of Abraham, I'm not Rabbi, what is it, Greenberg? But uh, I did want to speak today, and I... And I I just felt a series of things that I felt the Lord wanted to, to do and to say. That he's the, he's the God of, of the before. Of course, he's the God of now and the God of after. But there's, there's no situation that we find ourselves in that he hasn't been there before or made preparation before. Like, even everything that we're going through, I mean, this is the first time, second time, actually, that I'm able to be with people <laughs> humans in, in worship and uh, been in quarantine, extreme quarantine, where I haven't able, I mean, to leave the house, I have to get a permit and uh, get two permits a week to just go to the supermarket. So it's been, been challenging, but at the same time, I know that the Holy Spirit isn't challenged by this. The Lord is in, on his throne, biting his nails, thinking, man, we didn't plan for this. What, what do we do now? And like, let's just have a powwow and let's come up with some ideas and Let's, let's brainstorm what we're going to do right now. His kingdom is unshakable, unmovable, and it continues moving forward. So, so what, what I have to understand is that even in the situation that I'm in, it hasn't taken him by surprise. In fact, he goes a step further. He has made preparation for us in the midst of what we're facing. He's the God of the before. So we find in Genesis chapter 22 
that um, Abraham has his, his son of the promise, and God is wanting him to offer that and just to test his heart. And as they're walking there, the son's like noticing, he's kind of catching on a little bit, Isaac is, that while we've got the fire and we've got the wood, where is the, the, the sacrifice? In verse 8, Abraham prophesies. He says, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. He doesn't fully answer, but he prophesies without knowing. So they, both, uh, so they went both of them together. And I'm just going to read the following verses. When they came to the place of which God had told them. So, so Abraham, God has given him specific instructions. He's going to a specific place to do this thing that's required of him. He built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. He said, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him, for now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham, now this is a verse I want to focus on, lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of that place, the Lord will provide, Jehovah Jireh. As it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. Now, we, we've, we've seen this, and, and we know that it to be even as far as one of the names of God. He's the God that will provide. That's, that's just part of his nature. That's just who he is. It's, it's just, he, he can't change. So it's just, it's just an aspect of his character. But, but part of the word there of provide is that, is that he's the God that sees so we think of God as will provide is like he reaches his hand into his pocket and he goes, what do you need? All right, here you go. I have provided. I am Jehovah, your provider. But, but the word that, that means that Jira or the word that's used there is one that, that sees. It, it's the fact that it's not only that, that he's, he's not throwing money at us to solve our situation. He's actually seen. He sees where we are at. He understands what we're going through. And he makes provision beforehand. This is, this is an interesting thing. At what point was the ram there? It, it didn't just all of a sudden appear, and then Abraham goes, oh, it wasn't there before, and now it's there. It was, it was there the whole time. I think it was just quiet, because it kind of knew what was happening. It was just kind of, you know, it was a smart ram. <laughs> but, but the interesting thing is that you, you find here, so, so Abraham is... is I get this picture that he's, it's like he's bent over this altar in verse 13, and he lifts up his eyes from his son, and then he just, he looks, because he goes, I, I have to do, there's a sacrifice that's been asked of me. And he just, and he just looks around and he goes, oh, there's the provision. It was there the whole time. I, I just, I just didn't see it. I didn't see it. God had prepared that beforehand. He had it there. He knew where Abraham was going to be because Abraham was obeying. He was walking with God. He knew where he was going to be, and he had already made provision for the sacrifice that he was asking of him. It was already there beforehand. He just couldn't see it at the moment. When he lifted his eyes, I just, I just want to I just want to propose the following, that when you lift up your eyes from the circumstance that you're in, because we can get so into it that we don't see anything else. If you can just but lift your eyes for a moment 
perhaps then God can speak to you and show you the provision that's already there. You're never in a place where you don't have what you need. He never sends you, and you're never following in obedience with lack. There's always, he always provides. It's like some kind of, I mean, what, what kind of king will send out an army without provisions? It's like, just might as well just end the war right now. What, 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 kind of, what, what kind of expedition doesn't actually prepare beforehand the very things that are needed to accomplish the goal and the purpose that is set before them? And that's exactly how God works and he operates. He is the God that sees. And it's not, not just the God that is like from a distance watching, but he's the one that kind of comes into our circumstance and situation. And he knows exactly every detail that we're going that we're going through, and has already made provision beforehand. And, and this word about seeing is one that's used over and over again and, and throughout the word. Like, like, for example, I like Psalms 30, 34a, where it says, taste and see. So it's more than just seeing. It's, a, it's about experiencing. It's about knowing that the Lord is good. In Psalms chapter 10, it talks about the evil person that says, oh, God doesn't see what I'm doing. He's unaware of my devices, and obviously we know the answer to that is uh, no, but that's, that's what he says in his own heart. Oh, see, I, I, I've stepped out of the God's will, or I'm living in a way that is, I know is not right, but I haven't been struck by lightning, so, so God doesn't, doesn't see me. He's so busy with other stuff around the world that he doesn't care about what's happening here. That's the thinking. He doesn't see, like he's not present is the idea, but he's, he's a God that's already there. He was already there beforehand. I mean, when the people of Israel go into the promised land, he says, everywhere you step your foot, wherever you go, it's already been given to you, right? All they have to do is take what's already theirs. It's like God said, I already went through. I surveyed the land. I, I'm giving you already the parameter. Look, this is all yours. Already has your name on it. Just go in and conquer. I've been there before you even get there. You think of even, even the idea of Hagar, for example. I think it's in the following chapters where, where she is cast out from Abraham and, and Sarah and uh, is in the desert and makes one of those prayers. It's a very common prayer. It says, Lord, just kill me now. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to go on. Just kill me now. And, and the Lord opens her eyes to see a well of water. The well of water was already there. There was not an angel that was sent to, to, with a shovel to open up this well, she had the provision that she needed. She just couldn't see it. And God already, he's like, oh, it's, it's already there. I, I've already gone before and I've already set preparation. You have Elijah, even at his own word, the rain stops coming and he's being affected by the word, right? And God leads him and he's by the stream of water. He's got these ravens, probably like these Alaskan ravens, right? These giant ravens that come. And they're giving him meat and giving him all the food. And all of a sudden it dries up. And what does he tell him? He's like, hey, go to this town. There's a widow that I've already spoken to. I've prepared her heart. Go in there. She's going to take care of you. What he's saying is, I've already gone before you. I've already made a provision for you. And the interesting thing, actually, in that story is that he still asked the widow to make him some bread, the last meal. He did it in faith, knowing God had already prepared her heart. It wasn't like she was there going like, oh, you are the man of God that I was waiting for. Here, let me make you something. He still asked, but he did it in faith, knowing that God had prepared the heart of this person. You have the people of Israel, when they're going through the desert, right? They get to the bitter waters. It's like, hey, God says, you know, see that tree that's right there? Cut it down, throw it in there, and it's going to make it sweet. He had prepared that tree for that very specific moment. 
He had done everything that, you know, the, the, the bird with the seed, and the, he made sure that when it rained, it rained right on that place. He made sure that that tree was going to be there. He had already made provision for them. There's never a moment where they're there and just kind of God's going like, man, I did not anticipate the situation. I wonder what we're going to do now and scrambling in heaven. It, it just doesn't happen. You have even in Numbers chapter 11, it's a great chapter because the people of Israel are sick and tired of manna and they just want some meat, right? And they're just like, give me meat. How, how many have been there? Like just good steak, whatever. But they had quail, right? <laughs> Moses has this interaction, this conversation with God. And he begins to somewhat argue with him in a sense. And he's kind of saying, God, look, I mean, let's, let's be realistic. If we got all the fish in the ocean and if you just opened the windows of heaven and meat poured out, would that even be enough for all these people? I mean, it's over a million people, right? You got their animals, you got everything like that. And, and the Lord answers, he goes, is the Lord's hand, has the Lord's hand shortened? He's almost basically saying, like, just shut up and just watch what I do, okay? Just be quiet before you get yourself in trouble. But, but think about it. He's got to provide quail for over a million people. What has to happen for that to take place? A bunch of quails, yeah? Probably the predators aren't lo no longer keeping the population in check. There's all this, 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 it's not that all of a sudden quail's appearing out of nowhere, right? There's this whole series of events that have taken place where God has made preparation beforehand when Paul is, is, has that thorn in his side, and I, I just want to suggest to you and submit to you that it, it, had, it didn't have to do with healing. He's talking about a messenger of Satan. I want to propose to you that part of what was happening there, everywhere he preached and set a church, people were coming after him and undoing everything he had done. They're saying, oh, he's not one of the original disciples. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And, and, and it was this thorn on his side. I mean, they were just following everywhere he went to undo everything. He's like, everywhere he went, people were waiting with, with him, you know, for, with sticks and stones and wanted to throw him into prison, right? If he were alive today and he were doing some kind of missions trip, I just, I'm going to be honest, I would not go with him. I'm like, you go. I'll, I'll pray for you because everywhere he goes, he's got, you know, he's, he's uh, shipwrecked and, and, and he, he's in, thrown in jail and he's falsely accused and, you know, left for dead and that kind of a thing. And what is, what is the answer that the Lord gives him? My grace is sufficient. There is a provision of grace for you at this moment that I've already made an anticipation for what you're facing. You're never in lack because I've gone before you. If you will just simply walk with me, I'll, I'll show you. I'll, I'll reveal that to you. And of course, <laughs> the greatest example of this is just Jesus himself. When Adam and Eve sinned, again, heaven was not like, oh, what are we going to do now? He is the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. There was already preparation made beforehand. And Jesus comes and he identifies with us. He's not a God that is distant. He's a God that comes in the flesh and knows exactly what it is that we're going through. There's nothing that we go through where he hasn't been before. And he's the God that sees, not from a distance. He's not up there with his telescope looking down. He, he knows the details of our life, and he's made preparation beforehand in what we're going through. We, he, he sees, he experiences. And this is, this is what the, the, the thing that, that gets me, is that God is a God that wants to be known, right? So again, it's not just a matter of where he's just throwing money at a situation, or here, I'm going to provide for this, because it's just a transaction. You don't know him in the process of that. 
He's interested in being known. See, see, he could have just provided and been like, and God provided, and we, we go on to the next chapter. But here, here he, gets, he gets his name. He's, he's the God that fully sees every detail and, and sees it with anticipation to the point that he's already made provision for that because he goes, oh, you're going to go through this right here. So, so I'm going to make sure that you have everything you need because I am Jehovah Jireh. I'm the one that sees See, see, a foolish person sees a problem coming down the street and continues walking towards it. A wise man makes preparation, right? So, so God sees, and being wisdom himself, makes preparation and anticipation for the things that you are going to be facing, even as a church. And the need that you have for the building, I just, I just want to say, God has already given the provision. It's already there. It's already there. And see, there's a shift in thinking that comes with this. Because it goes from, oh God, please do something, to like, okay, Lord, what have you done? Open my eyes to be able to cooperate with you and see what it is that you're doing. And in the process, we come to know him better. And it's not this like, oh God, why have you not provided? And God, where are you? He's not distant. He's with you. He's in you. And again, he's not just a spectator. He's not just along for the ride. He's actually anticipated the very thing that you're going through. So as you go through life, what is it that you need? You need grace? Oh, there's a provision of grace for you. Is it peace? Oh, he's, he's, got, he's got that for you. The measure, whatever it is that you need at this moment, he has already provided. It has not taken him by surprise. It might have taken you and me by surprise, but not him. And our, our part of our job is just simply to go, okay, Lord, what is it that you have done? Uh, where is this, 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 this provision? And, and, and open my eyes and let me cooperate with you because it's in this walking with him that I begin to see and I begin to know him and then I make him known and I come through this knowing him better than I've ever known him before. If he just threw money at me, then I, you know, some of us would be like, hey, that, yeah, I'll receive that. But, but we don't come to know him. He's just like, here, go, and then just go on and do your, no, no, but he's, he's, he's interested in relationship. Have, have you thought about this? I, this is a thought that's been going through my mind. Before the foundation of the world, one of the things that existed was relationship between the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Father has always been the Father, will always be the Father. The Son has always been the Son, and will always be the Son. The Holy Spirit will always be the Holy Spirit. Before anything existed, there was relationship. God loves relationship. That's why it's so important. Be part of that marriage seminar. I mean, it's, it's important. These are eternal things of great value. He has made, he, he wants to know him, uh, make himself known. He wants you to walk in a greater revelation of who he is. And, and, that, that, and it becomes a, exciting. Because now, it, instead of like, God, why have you not provided? Or Lord, please, as though he's not hearing us. It's like, okay, Lord, how can I cooperate with you in this moment at this stage of life that I'm in? to find what you have already done because you're already, you're so good, right? I mean, in Matthew chapter six, uh, the, the, the antidote to anxiety that Jesus gives, he says, be anxious for nothing, right? Don't worry about what you're gonna eat and drink and what you're gonna wear, all that. He goes, the pagans, people that don't have a relationship with the Father, they, they run after, that's what their life is consumed by. But you have, this is the antidote. Think about the Father that you have how good he is that he provides for birds. He dresses the fields. 
these things that are insignificant in comparison to you, because Jesus didn't die for birds and he didn't die for grass, but he died for you. So how is he not going to take care of you? You think that your father is surprised by what you're going through right now? You don't think that he's already made provision for you in the place where you're at at this moment? Of course he has, because he's just that good. He's just that good. And he wants to build that relationship. He wants to walk with you in that. I just want to take a moment right now. Just, just pray. How many need a financial miracle at this moment? I just want you to raise your hand just for a moment. Okay. I just want to I just, want to just pray right now. In the name of Jesus. Lord, you have made provision for every single one of us here. There is a blessing. There is blessing beyond measure. And we thank you for that, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. You know, I was, the Lord spoke to me about you. Can, do you mind coming up here for a second? Is that okay? Okay. Just um, better lighting over here. I'm just gonna go, I feel like I'm in the, trying to be sensitive to the people online. You know, you, the art that you do is phenomenal. I love, I love what you do. It has been a therapeutic thing for you. It has been a time of, it, it's really been a worship and prayer because it's just, it's your, it's just there, there's just something of the Holy Spirit that's on what you do. And God has already favored you and given you grace and opening doors, but he's taking your art to another level and another dimension where just like Paul using these rags where he would just wipe the sweat off his forehead and people would go and take it and put it on demonized people and sick people and they were healed and they were freed, your art is going to go into places that you would never be able to reach and it's gonna bring healing, it's gonna bring peace. In fact, in fact, there's gonna be people that'll be going through trouble and you'll just be like, here, I have a gift for you. And they'll put that in their house, and they won't know. But from that day on, there was peace that was taking place. It's like just demons leave, but it, it comes from this. And God, you know, there's just absolutely provision for you in all that you do. It, it's like you won't even have to, you don't even have to worry about that. So, so this is how I feel even, even what the Lord does. For example, when we ask for provision a lot of times, okay, I'm just doing this as, as a seed, I have, for example, $20 right here. And we go, Lord, could you please just, just provide? And this is for you, okay? So we go, okay, thank you. And then we go on our way. But God isn't like that. He's like, come on, let, let's, let's walk together for a moment. Let's just, let's just talk. Okay. And he, and he starts sharing with you. He goes, these are, these are the things that I have for you. And man, if you even knew... Oh, you, you, you just don't even understand. It's amazing. And you're just like, yeah, but what about this? And I've got this and I've got this other thing. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just come on. Just, just, there's grace and there's favor. And he goes, oh yeah, do you see that right there? That opportunity? I, I had that for you beforehand. So just, you know, you'll, you'll walk through that. See, see this person that, that, that he, he just provides beforehand. He's so masterful and strategic, but this is the thing. This is the thing. He's personal. He's personal. So I could give her the $20 bill, and she's like, awesome. You know, you can get a coffee, whatever, with that. Or, hold on. Here we go. 
I had to prepare. Let's see if I can get it. There we go. I could make a card. And I could write something on this card. And I could put something in this card that's personal to her, that will speak to her, that will mean something to her. And now the giving has gone to a whole other level. Now it's something totally meaningful. It's not me just throwing something and going, here, go try to make it. It's like uh, he comes alongside us and he's made provision beforehand. And our part is just simply going, okay, Lord, I just want to hear what you've got to say. I want to walk with eyes expectant and see what you do. That's for you. And it becomes, and it, it just it just becomes it becomes an, an adventure. It's not like oh no I got another day. Oh, good grief! You know I have another week that I got to try to survive. It's now, Lord, what is it that you've done beforehand, and how can I get to know you better through this in a way that I didn't know you before? Because I know you're good. I mean you're you're really really good. And, and, and I know that you've made provision beforehand. My part is just simply to be sensitive and to obey your word and to, and to be in, a, in an attitude of worship. My, my part is just simply to open my eyes and to just simply, okay, and, and just walk through what you have for me at this moment. But I know that there's nothing that has taken you by surprise in what I'm going through. Absolutely nothing. I, I, this is something that I even speak like as... Uh, at our church in, in, in Chile, at our churches. What we are going through even as a nation and the way that it's affected how we even are able to operate even just, just on, a, on a basic level of being able to be with other people and, the, and you know, just the, the whole quarantine thing and all the craziness and all that. It's just to understand that God has made provision for you right at this moment in the place where you were at. And in a time where people have been losing jobs, where people have, have been, I mean, just losing pretty much anything and everything they have. At a time of great difficulty, we have seen over and over again people coming out with contracts that are signed, which is unusual. I mean, that's a very unusual thing to see. Houses being sold. Businesses begin, started. Uh, financing and grace and favor from financial institutions. Things that should not happen, happen. And the thinking is, is what is it? It's just simply, Lord, what have you already prepared for me beforehand? Now, what we find in Abraham, and I, and I believe this is a way to enter into this and walk in this, we find, number one, that he was in obedience. He was in obedience. God is still good, but I'm telling you, you want to walk in the fullness of what the Lord has for you? Walk in obedience. Disobedience is not worth it. And it will cost you. It will absolutely cost you. In obedience, there's a fullness of blessing. And it's not that we earn the blessing. It's just simply we're in the place where God has placed us. And we're walking in connection with him. And he has everything that we need right there. He's made the provision. And then I see what he else is doing is that he's developing, a, I would say, an, uh, an attitude of worship. It's a sacrifice of praise. It's just simply, uh, look, in, in the midst of what you're going through. Some people, and, and look, I know at times, 
we can be so overtaken and overwhelmed by what we're facing. I understand that. But there's a place that we're called to to break through what we're feeling, to get to the place where we say, Lord, I don't even understand that. You may not even like what you're going through. The Lord probably doesn't like it either. And you raise your hands and you just simply say, but I, I choose to worship you in the midst of what I'm going through. I believe that worship opens the door to be able to hear his word with clarity. It opens the door to things of the spirit in a way, in a quicker way than anything else does. As well, the, the, the apostles were, were praying and fasting and they were in worship that the Holy Spirit speaks. You know, separate Paul and Barnabas for me. It's, 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 it's just out of this place of this attitude of worship. And I just wanna, I just wanna take a moment right now. I feel like that we need to go ahead and stand for a moment. And if somebody can just get on the, on the keys for a second. And let's just have... I want you to just enter into a place of worship. Many times faith is not, faith is not always found, well, let me say it this way. Faith is not found in your circumstances. It's found in Jesus. It's the author and finisher of our faith. Worship helps us get our eyes off of the circumstance and be able to look up. And then I'm able to look around and go, oh, okay, this is the provision. This is the place. Now look, this is easy for me to say because I'm not carrying the burden like your pastors are carrying it and the team that is carrying it. So I, I, I understand that. But I want to say that for that building, God has already made provision. It's there. It's there. It's going to be, it's already been supernatural. The whole thing's been supernatural. The provision is going to continue being supernatural. And that, that building, look, the faith that is required for what God has for you requires a greater level of trust in walking with him. Does that make sense? You can't walk in the newness that God has for you at the old level of thinking, the level of believing. So he'll stretch us. And it's uncomfortable in the process, but it's needed if we're going to walk in what he has for us. And when that building is completed, because it will be, the Lord's going to say, oh yeah, and by the way, that was just a stepping stone to, to this. And that was a stepping stone to this. And I really wanted to get you here, but if I showed you this back then, you would have just died. But, but so I, I just had to wait. And, and there is such a divine connection happening in this place. Just even in time of prayer, Pastor Daniel, Pastor Karen, I just saw, I saw like it's, the only way I can explain it is almost like beams of light going to different places in the United States and around the world. Like God giving you sons and daughters of faith, others that are gonna plow alongside with you, take the yoke with you and work alongside with you. And it's gonna be like unusual in the sense that you would think geographically in the natural, it should be this way. Alaska should be connected to these places and like kind of where it makes sense. But it's gonna be in different ways. In each one of those places are centers of revival. They're actually specific, specific things. It's not just about, listen, it's not about having a big church. It's about impacting nations. Into the next generation. We're not interested in just doing something like, hey, look what we did. It's like, how can we, what can we do now that's going to impact generations in the future? That's exactly it. And there are people, look, in that book that you are writing, and you told me a little bit about it, 
I felt that there were people like in the, in the, in the Senate and government that are looking for you. They're looking, they're actually praying. They need you. And when that book comes out, it's like a person's gonna read it and go, oh, this is the person I've been looking for all the time. And I see you being ushered into places that you're like, I, I don't even know how I got it. I mean, I, what I see is like, you know, key card, handprint thing, you know, this almost like from a movie, going into these places, you sharing the word of the Lord there in those places. And almost like you can't even speak what you said or what happened of the experience, but God, it's impacting because the Lord has placed a burden on you for the nation. And it's not just something you say. It's not like God save America, whatever. It's, it's not even about that. It's because God is actually positioning you to actually be used in that. Absolutely. Pastor Karen, is that you in the back? Why don't you come on up here for a moment? Would you just reach out your hands to them? <laughs> will extend beyond your title. I mean, you're, you're gonna have people that you call friends on your, like just speed dial kind of thing that they're like, how did I even get their number? There will be people that will call you and you're gonna have a word for them. Marriages and family, I mean, talking about powerful, influential people. Speak that now in Jesus' name. And you, Spirit just comes like it's like it's like that hose that gets in you now. And there's a joy and kind of a lightness that is coming upon you. That's good. Where the burden, you're, it's, it's a serious, you know it's serious, but there's a, a joy and an ease. Like when you get in one of those currents, one of those rivers, uh, those crazy currents, you're, gonna, you're, you're tapping into that in the spirit. And it's just gonna be like, you'll want to worry because you'll think like that's the responsible thing to do and you won't be able to. Because it's just that overwhelming grace and move of the spirit. Bless you, bless you. Come on, just begin to just, if you have the liberty to speak in tongues, pray in tongues, just, just worship. Just enter into a time of worship. He sees where you're at. He has made provision for you. So Lord, open eyes now in Jesus' name. Open our minds now in Jesus' name. Come on, let's just worship. Just worship, can you? Just worship him for me. Come on, just continue to worship. We invite you in this place. We invite you in this place, Jesus. 
cast all your cares on me cast all your cares on me cast all your cares on me your best hand clap together for God. <laughs> you may be seated in the closing moments of this service before we receive a love offering for our guests. You might be here in the sanctuary or perhaps on one of our social media platforms listening live or in the future on podcast, perhaps on 1610 AM, you find yourself moved by not only the message, but by something that's unexplainable to say that you really need God. And if you've never received Jesus, I implore you, I plead with you on behalf of heaven to be reconciled today. It's not religion, tradition, or the rudiments of this world, or the philosophies of men that'll bring you to a place of satisfaction and fulfillment divine. 
There is the end of a life that comes. Man is given but one life to live, and after that, the judgment. Jehovah Jireh, the God who sees. He sees you. He sees what you're going through. He knows the burden that you bear, the challenges that you face. He knows the difficulties and the pain and all the wrongdoing that's been done to you and all the wrongdoing that you've done. No man can come to the Father unless he comes through Jesus. He must receive Jesus. And he pleads with you using my voice to say, be reconciled, be forgiven, receive my free gift of salvation. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The rest of faith does not come any other way. You can take multivitamins, take lots of naps, you can eat right and have no rest. You must receive Jesus all across this place, again, online, in the parking lot. You see, that's me, Pastor. Wonderful. That's why we're here. To plunder hell and populate heaven. That's why we do what we do. And then teach you to walk with him. Not unlike Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Peter, James, John. To walk with him. What a powerful word. He said, that's me, Pastor. I've never given my heart to Jesus. Well, do it, do it today. He said, well, I, I was in a camp once when I was a kid, and I, but I'm, not, I'm really not walking with him right now. Well, well, recommit your life to him. If you've never given your heart to Jesus, won't you do it today for the very first time? Or if you need to recommit, won't you recommit to him? If you've got compromise in your life, get it out. Come to him. Call on him. That's you. I want you to just pray this prayer right out loud. You said you have to do it out loud. Well, yeah, that's what the Bible says. And the Bible says you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth unto salvation. If that's you, repeat after me, won't you? Say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die in my place and to rise again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin and come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me new. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. I ask Holy Spirit now, fill and touch each and every one of these. Fulfill divine purpose and destiny in the heart of every man, every woman, and every child. That we would walk with you, trust you, lean on, rely on you. In all our ways, we would acknowledge you and you will make our paths straight. Thank you that you're already there. You're already there. You've already done it. You're the Alpha, you're the Omega. Fulfill purpose in the lives of these beautiful people for the glory of God in the name of Jesus. Amen. Can you say amen? Put your hands together for Jesus. Awesome. We are going to go ahead and receive a love offering. Uh, so ushers, would you help us? There's four different ways to give. That is the right thing that we should do is 
First John talks about that. And so we're going to bless them four different ways to give. Website, on the app, text, envelope. They are missionaries, really, to Chile. And uh, some of the finest people I know. They're the real deal. Amen. Just pray about what you should do. Again, if you get two numbers, the low one's from the devil, the high one would be God. Sow an uncommon seed and receive an uncommon harvest. Let's, let's bless him. Amen. You all ready? You ready to give? Wonderful ushers, would you come? Our service will be concluded here in just a moment. If you have children, would you kindly uh, go pick them up from the children's ministry and make room uh, for the, those in the parking lot? The parking lot is capacity, and uh, we'd appreciate if you would lovingly hurry along and take your time all at the same time. So. Don't miss tonight, 6 o'clock, going to prophesy and flow in the Holy Ghost. and You don't want to miss that. 11 o'clock service will start at 11. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Thank you for the frigolies, God. Thank you for the hand of God that's so heavily upon them. In the gracious way that he communicated the love of God, the call to relationship, to trust, to faith. We pray that you bless him, that you throw open supernatural doors in every way. I thank you for the books that he's writing. I thank you, Lord, for the release that'll come, Lord, even in the nation there. I thank you for the team and what's taking place in Chile. We pray a blessing on that nation. We pray, God, that you'd pour out your spirit, not only over the Frigulis, Lord, and each and every one of their children, Lord, but the entire church, Kings, Santiago, Kings Cathedral, Cathedral del Rey, Pour out your spirit and all the extensions there all across Chile for the glory of God and all of the ones that they will plant. God, thank you. Bless them now. In Jesus' name, amen. Ushers, go ahead. My freedom we lift you higher, lift you higher. Your love, your love, your love never ending. Oh, oh, oh. Because you are. Because you are, you are, you are. face to shine upon us, Lord. Lift up your countenance towards us. Be gracious to us. Keep us and give us peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Six o'clock tonight. You don't want to miss it. We love you. God bless you. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.